We're in Ephesians tonight. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15, Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. What an opening in Paul's letter to the Ephesians. And here he just kind of lays out a resume for Jesus. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And it just keeps getting stronger and stronger. And what is the exceeding greatness? Somebody say exceeding greatness of his power. Man, you guys are feeling it tonight. Of his power to usward who believe according to the working of his mighty power. I mean, it's just power packed in these scriptures, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him up from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And it just keeps on going, brother Aaron, and has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Wow. And here's the scripture. I read all that to get to this scripture right here. I want, I want you to understand the exceeding greatness that is Jesus Christ. And here's, here's the scripture. Here's our reference for tonight. Ephesians 1, 23. He gave it to the church, you, which is his body. The fullness of him that filleth all in all. He is the head and you are the body. Amen. For a few moments tonight, I would just like to speak on the subject, body language. Would you pray with me? Lord, we love you today, Jesus. We lavish our worship upon you today, God. You are the one that our hearts adore today, Jesus. You have filled our life. You fulfill our souls today, God. And we love you. We give you the praise. We ask that you would have your hand upon us today, Lord, the hearer and the speaker today, God. Transform us tonight in your presence. And in Jesus' name we pray. And the church said amen. Amen. You may be seated. Body language. This is probably an odd opening. I get headaches. I get headaches. Frequently, probably all too frequently, headaches and sometimes migraines. Those are, those are two different things. Sometimes a headache is, is good enough that you can like get through a meal with. Sometimes migraines cause you to leave places early and show up to places late. If you ever had a headache or a migraine, you know what I'm talking about. You can't, you, you can't look at the cars as the traffic's driving at you. The sound is just too much. It, just, it really just starts to get to you. And I've, I've had them for a while. I'd ask for your, your, your prayer for that. The Lord is helping me. I've started the diet audit and try to watch what I eat to see what triggers it. But I've noticed something. I don't have to tell my wife anymore that I've got a headache. She just knows. And I believe Kaylin is great at a lot of things. And, and reading body language is just one of those. Not a mind reader, but a, she can read body language. You can read body language. Right now, you're, you're uh, knowingly or unknowingly, you're, 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 give, you're communicating, you're giving off communication with your body language, right? You don't have to tell somebody that you're happy. You're, usually your face will do that for you. You don't usually have to tell people you're mad or even that you're cold. Sometimes you'll cross your arms. And maybe even the reason we stand behind this desk tonight is to give reverence to the, the, the proclaiming of the word of God. There's body language in everything that we do. And I'd like to just take this idea of being able to communicate non-verbally from the body. And I'd like to just expand it a little bit tonight, if that's all right with you. So 
all of, all of scripture labels us with different labels. You're a child of God. You're the called, you're the elect, you're the apple of his eye. You're the beloved, great and mighty things. You're the, you're the priesthood. You're called out. You're set apart. You are anointed. And maybe one of the, the top things to ever be called in scripture, you be called in scripture is his body that literally physically and spiritually and supernaturally joins you to Jesus Christ. You're, you're not just somebody afar off that he saw and bought and said, I good to see you. Appreciate you. You are his body. Do you understand what that means to be called that tonight? You are the body of Christ. We need to understand this before we can move any further, how impactful that has to be in our life, that we not only are called, not only are the elect, and not only are the chosen and the beloved, but you are the body, the body of Jesus Christ. It, may, it might be the most intimate thing that has, that has been put upon us, the body of Christ. He is the head of all principalities and powers, and here we are, the body. You read that resume and how, how the exceeding greatness of Jesus Christ, and then at the end of that first chapter of Ephesians, he's like, and attached to that head is you. You. You're the body. We are the body of Christ. We are the animated gospel in the earth. You are his hands and his feet. You cannot take that lightly tonight. You are his hands and his feet. Understand that for a moment. You are Jesus Christ in the earth. You are his body. And caveat before we move any further, the body has to be in unity. The hand can't say to the foot, I, 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 don't, I don't have need of you. The hand can do things, but the feet aren't going to take you anywhere. And feet, maybe you can take somebody somewhere, but the hands aren't going to do anything. We've got to be operating in unity at all times. We've got a lot of work to do in this world, and we can't do anything unless we're unified as the body. I'll move on real quick, I promise. But if there's aught between you and somebody else, you've got to fix it. We can't spend, we can't spend, we cannot spend time. It is high time, Eutychus and me. We cannot spend time worrying about issues in the church. There is a world that needs to be saved. And we have to be the body of Jesus Christ, a unified body, many members, but one body. There have been messages preached behind this desk. If you have missed any of them over the past couple of weeks, I would encourage you to go listen to them. Brother Aaron, I speak on behalf of the entire church. Thank you for delivering your heart on Sunday. The past few messages that have come across on a Wednesday or a Sunday morning from this desk have been calling into something from you. And it's not just been from Pastor Urshan. It's been from the ministry and the pastors that have stepped up here and taken the microphone. It's calling you to step into something else and to step into something greater. The reason that there was an impartation is because it cannot be on Pastor Urshan's shoulders alone. There is a blessing in Revelation, Brother Jordan. We cannot sit in the window, Pastor Duvall, and fall asleep when the word of God is being preached. Do you hear what the, what the Lord is saying to the church? Well, you've got the keys in your hand to help somebody unlock a door that they've been struggling with for years, Pastor Sizemore. You've got it. And if you've got those keys, please don't squander your legacy. My goodness gracious. You've got it. You've got those keys. Don't squander your legacy. Do you hear what the Lord is saying? 
He, he, there, there are steps. We're on a staircase right now. He is taking us to an, a higher player, place, to, to an elevated city. We need to get on this. We need to get moving. We need to, we need to not be so consumed with things of, this, of this, this, super, this world. We need to move on to the supernatural. You need to remember that salt cannot lose its savor. You, remember, you need to remember that light cannot be hid. You're the body. You are the body. I'm gonna, I, I told Wes in this afternoon, I said, I know I'm going to say you're the body like a thousand times. I think I might be 500 and I've got 500 to go. You are the body. You are the body of Jesus Christ in this earth. There's an impartation for you to take this gospel to your world. You cannot squander the legacy. You've been given keys. There's a blessing in the revelation of Jesus Christ. It's a dark time. Don't just be hearers of the word. You must be doers also. These messages are for all of us. It's for you. It's for me. It's for the kids in Sunday school. They're, they're, they're practicing uh, in a Galilee far, far away, which is a great pun, coming to you December 10th, a Roots Christmas program. They're practicing right now, but guess what? These messages are for them. This is for everybody. They are the body. You are the body. I am the body. We are the body of Jesus Christ. These messages are for us. Impartation is important because pastor cannot do it all. He, he, he went to Africa and he preached to people I may never see. Pastor Colbreth has sat across from tables in Dayton with his neighbors that I'll never live next to. Pastor Duvall is at lunches with clients and coworkers of people that I'll never be in a circle with. Pastor Sizemore's got people in his life that I'll never even be able to, to reach because that's, that's his circle. That's God operating as the body. And, and I'll, be in, I'll be in contact and conversation with people that they may never know. That's how it's supposed to work. That's the body in operation in this day. If we believe that ministry is only delegated to this pulpit, we have squandered your calling. We squandered it. You are the body. You are the body of Jesus Christ. I'm not telling you anything that you have not already heard. You know this. You know you're the hands and feet. It's, a, it's another label that we toss out there all the time. You're the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. But we, we've got to get this tonight. We've got to understand tonight that you are the body. You are the light. You are the city that is set on a hill that cannot be hid. You can't afford to be hidden in this day, in this time. Your, your coworkers are looking for it. You cannot be hidden in this generation. You can't put a bushel over this light. This building, as, as, as wonderful as it is, and those seats, as comfortable as they are, and these lights, as bright as they are, and this microphone, as crispy as it is. Thank you, Brother Charlie. This cannot become the bushel to the light. We cannot relegate the light to only happening from 11 to 12, 15, 12, 30 on a Sunday morning. Don't let this building become the bushel in your life. Don't cover up the light in your life. Be the body of Jesus Christ. Shine the light to your family. Shine the light to your home. Shine the light to your coworkers. Shine the light to your own kids. Shine the light to your neighbors. Shine the light to the lady at Kroger as she's scanning your groceries. How's your day? Stop and take a moment. You doing okay? Do you need prayer? I told the lady at Kroger a couple weeks ago we were having a baby. And she sat there and wondered about us, whether it was a boy or a girl. It was throwing out names. And I'm like, this is what it should be. Don't rush through life. You're the body of Jesus Christ. You are there for a reason to minister and to serve those people. Shine the light to your accountants. Shine the light to your CEO. Whoever you come into contact with, you are the body of Jesus Christ. We are to be his body in this world. I'll turn your attention to another familiar passage of scripture, Matthew chapter nine, 
I've heard Brother Fazel read this number of times, Matthew chapter nine and verse 36. But when he saw the multitudes, catch his body language right here. When Jesus sees the multitudes, he was moved by compassion. Compassion for the multitude literally picked him up and moved him across. His body language says, I gotta help these people out. I gotta do something. And what does he do? Uh, Because they fainted, they were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. What does he do? He doesn't say, I'm gonna go do it. He says, I'm gonna send the body. He says unto his disciples, the harvest truly is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore that the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Here, this is what your prayer cannot be. Your prayer can't be, man, I really hope that guy gets his act together and starts living for the Lord. He's got a calling on his life. If only he'd go do what God's called him to do. This is for you. This is for me. This is for all of us. When you pray that prayer, Lord, send forth laborers, aren't you like, wait, that's me. And he's like, yeah, I've phrased it that way for a reason. You're like, oh, Jesus, you're so smart. Lord, send forth laborers and let it be me. He's moved with compassion, compassion for his people, not having a shepherd, literally picks him up and moves him to do something. And what does he do? He says, I need to send out laborers. Not I'm going to go take care of it myself. He said, I'm going to send out laborers. That's you. That's, That's the church. You're not a member because you signed a role or signed a roster or agreed to something or shook pastor's hand. That's not why you're a member of this church. You're you're part of the body. He he bought you with his own blood. When you're baptized in the waters of baptism, taking on his name, you become a part of the body. You are the body of Jesus Christ. You will encounter conversations that none of the rest of us ever will. You will encounter conversations with people that the, the rest of us won't, I won't enter into the conversations with those people. That's your circle. That's your moral circle. That's where you're supposed to minister. That's why we need you. That's why they need you to be the body. Let me tell you about this body for a little bit. This past spring, I got a call at like, what time Aunt Connie was at nine o'clock? I don't know. Aunt Connie calls me. It's like nine or nine thirty. She's like, hey, there's a young lady who wants to be baptized right now. And I'm like, but it's 9.30. She's like, yeah, but she's in a Bible study with Alexis and she, she wants to get baptized right now. And I said, all right, let me get changed and I'll be right down there. So we come down here. Sister Alexis had given her a Bible study. I baptized her in Jesus' name. She was a friend who came to a bonfire, a youth bonfire last fall with Sister Ananiah Growl. That's how the body operates. Ananiah Growl says, I'm gonna invite a friend of mine to a bonfire and we just hang out. Well, then she gets plugged in and Sister Alexa starts teaching her Bible study. Before you know it, it's 9.30 on a Friday night. She's like, I got to get baptized. Did you, that's, the, that's it. That's the body. It, don't make it any more complicated than that. That's the body. That's the body. That's Jesus Christ. Sister Divya was baptized this past spring. Caleb Rush. Has Caleb been here tonight? Caleb Rush brought a coworker with him to church a couple months ago. Her daughter, Aaliyah, got the Holy Ghost at Youth Congress. Her son, Riley, got the Holy Ghost at Arbol de Vida a couple weeks ago. That's the body. Caleb Rush is the body. Sister Jess is now a part of the body. Aaliyah and Riley are now a part of the body. That's the body. Did you catch it? That's the body of Christ. That's it right there. Pastor Urshan uh, entered into a relationship with Carly and Jiv because he needed his hair cut. So she cut his hair. And while he's in there, he said, hey, you know about Jesus? 
And so now Car- Carly is coming to church. She's been faithful members for years. They're raising their children in the admonition of the Lord. Her husband, Jiv, uh, uh, was on the riding mower one time. Let, let me just explain to you how crazy the body is. Jiv is on a riding mower one time, cutting his grass in the backyard, and he's praying, and he's like, Lord, I really want this Holy Ghost these people are talking about. And so he starts feeling something, and so he calls Brother Fazel because that's what you do. He calls Brother Fazel and he gets him on the phone, and he's on the riding mower, and he's like, Brother Fazel, I don't know what's going on. I feel like I need to, I feel like something's happening brother Fazel from Dayton over the phone on the back of a riding lawnmower praise Jiv through to the Holy Ghost Jiv gets the Holy Ghost in the backyard of his home that's the body that's the body it's one connecting to another we are many members but we are one body Jonathan Morales was on the news last year testifying of what the Lord did in sister Kimberly's life brother Reuben Edwards was on the news just a couple months ago testifying of what the Lord has done in his life in his work proclaiming truth in his circle. Caitlin works from home and so she's on the phone with her coworkers and they all work remotely and we've never met like all of her coworkers because they just live in states like North Dakota. And she was talking to one of her coworkers and uh, just really, really good friends with her. And every once in a while, something will come out of, something will come out of Amanda and I'm like, uh-oh, she went to Sunday school. And you can hear just like this, like a little Sunday school song pick up. And last week, I don't remember what it was. Caitlin was doing something. And I was in the kitchen making breakfast. And all of a sudden, Amanda, on, on, they're, they're supposed to be talking about work and getting kids signed up for swim lessons. And all of, all of a sudden, Amanda just rattles off every book in the Old Testament in order. And I was like, what in the world? And she said, she said, let me try to do New, uh, New Testament real quick. And so she like rattles off all the New Testament. And I told Caitlin, I said, Caitlin, you're like, you alone are calling to something deep in her that might've been hidden for years. But just you being in that circle with these people is calling and drawing something out of them. Maybe it was a Sunday school lesson years ago and they forgot and they've turned their back on church because somebody heard them. But there's something that you can do that they say, you know what? That was actually, it was fun to quote all those books. How many is it? 66, 39 and 22 or something like that. I can't remember. 27. Thank you for sitting on the front row. I couldn't have seen you if you're further back. That's the body. Brother Jared, you're here tonight because the body reached out to you. Joe Lee was working a job and started witnessing to brother Jared. The reason Jared has a testimony is because before the testimony, the Lord used Joe to draw him into church, to draw him into relationship. Brother Cody, you're here tonight because Scott way back in the day invited you to do a kid's church in the basement of the Montgomery Road building. That's the body. That's the body. Look around you tonight. Everybody's got a story of somebody, of some, some member of the body that pulled them into the church. A lot of empty seats over there. A little, little less here, a little more there, a little less here. The body's waiting on you. More members who are going to be attached to the body is waiting on you to step up and say, I've got some light. Can I share it with you? That's the body. You are here today because someone decided I'm going to be the body. We're all different, but we're, there's one calling. Peter and Philip are part of the body. Peter gets up. He's bold. He's loud. He's cutting off people's ears. Guess what? He's preaching to thousands of people on the day of Pentecost. He's got the keys. That's his part of the body. You know what Philip's doing? Philip's giving a Bible study and preaching Jesus unto the Ethiopian. Is one greater than the other? No. They both answered the call to be a part of the body. What about those 3,000 on the day of Pentecost? Yeah, thank God for Simon Peter. 
What about that one in the back of the chariot? Yeah, thank God for Philip. Is one greater than the other? No, no, no. Because without him, we don't have the 3,000, but without him, we don't have the one. Jesus will leave the 99 to go get the one. Do you understand how important it is? Even if you just reach one, that's the body. It's fulfilling your call to be a part of the body. Do not compare. Do hear me. Do not compare. You are called. I am called. They are called. Do not compare. It is a trap of the enemy. It is a trap of the enemy. We are all one body. Quickly, I'll move into some practical body language that we see displayed by Jesus Christ. Number one, Peter gets out on water and starts walking with Jesus. When he sees the wind, I don't know how that's possible, but when he sees the wind, he starts to doubt and he starts to fall into the water. And what does Jesus do? Notice the body language. Go through, go through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John tonight and read through what Jesus Christ does as the body and say, I, that's what I got to do because that's what his body did and I'm the body. When he stumbles and falls, what does he do? He reaches out. If you're taking notes, here's number one. When someone stumbles and falls, you reach out. You pick them up. You, which are spiritual, restore them. You reach down, pick them up. That's the body language. What is Tree of Life Church? What, what's the body language? What's, we're the body of Jesus Christ, this body, this, this people. What's that body communicating? We're going to reach out. We're going to help you get back up. But I stumbled. My, my faith grew weak, and, and I, was, I was doing something literally no other normal human being has done. I walked on water, but I, I fell. It's all right. Get back up. Here's my hand. Let's get back up. Number two, Brother Aaron preached about it on Sunday. The prodigal son. The father is a representation of Jesus Christ. Notice the body language of the father. He's sitting in anticipation, waiting for the son to come home. He's not sitting in his recliner thinking, man, how many more days till old broke boy comes home? He's sitting at the door. He, He might even be praying by the door. Lord, I don't know where he is. But God, when he comes home, I'm going to be ready to receive him. You know how the father is able to see him afar off? Because he's watching. Not, not, with the, not with an eye of condemn, uh, condemnation and saying, ah, man, he's just really throwing his life away. No, 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 no. Jesus, help him. I can't see him yet. I can't see him yet. And then when he crests that horizon, boom, put on your running shoes and take off and go get him and go hug him and go jump on his neck and go kill the fatted calf and and kiss his cheek and say, welcome home. Notice the body language. That's gotta be our body language. When people ask, what does Tree of Life do? What are they about as a body? They they run after people when they come home. Oh, Don't sit in your seat and wait for them to walk up here on a Sunday morning. Be in the lobby, be out in the parking lot waiting to see who's gonna come to church today. Don't sit here and say, hey, you can sit next to me. Go out and get them. Come on, let's go to the Father's house. Number three, washing disciples' feet. This might be maybe one of the most important body languages we see Jesus Christ do. The the final supper is over. He's about to, to, to die on the cross and do what we are all so thankful that he has done. What's his last act? What's his trademark? What is he doing with his body? Sitting back and saying, These guys are really going to owe it to me when I get done doing what I'm doing. No. 
He gets down on the ground. Let me, let me read it to you. John chapter 13, verse 3. Let this, the, let's, let's not skip over to just the washing of feet. Read verse 3 with me. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, he knows the kind of power he has and that he was come from God and went to God. With that understanding, what does he do? He grabs a towel, gets down on his hands and knees, says, I'll take care of you guys. Not in a, uh, no one else did it, just a, it needs to get done. So I'm going to do it. And there's so many things you can learn about servant leadership and, well, why did he wash their feet? Well, he was demonstrating that, that to be the greatest, you've got to be the least. Yeah, that's all byproducts. Do you know why he washed their feet? Because their feet needed washing. As the body, step back and look around and say, what needs can I help meet? What needs can, can I help? Oh, someone's feet are dirty. I'm going to go wash their feet. Everyone look at me. No, 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 no. That, that's not what it's about. It's got to be true humility, true understanding that, yeah, we are a part of the body of Christ. And with that comes power. And with that power, we're going to use gentleness. And we're going to get down on our hands and feet with a towel and a basin. And we're going to wash their feet. That's the body language. That's the body language we need to pay attention to. One more that just jumped out at me when I was in the middle of a Bible study with Brother Zach Taylor. Revelation chapter 1, verse 12 through 18. John is, he's having a moment here. He's about to write 22 chapters worth of, of good material. He hears a voice saying, write these things down and send them out to these churches. And so he turns around to see the voice that spake with me. And being turned... He saw seven golden candlesticks, and in the midst of seven candlesticks, one likened to the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to the foot. Let, let, let this happen in your mind's eye tonight. Gird about the paps with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were, were white like wool and white as snow, and his eyes were as a flame of fire, and his feet like a defined brass, as if they burned in a furnace. John, he doesn't even know how to describe the, the kind of person he's seeing right now, and his voice is the sound of many waters, and he had in his right hand seven stars and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword and his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. John says, I'm going to do my best to explain to you what I saw. And he puts pen to paper and he tries to tell us what Jesus Christ looked like when he was unlimited. He was not contained in this flesh anymore. He says, let me tell you what he looked like. And he writes all this down in verse 17. And when I saw him, I did only what I only could do. I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me and said unto me, fear not, I'm the first and the last. I am he that liveth and was dead and behold, I am alive evermore. Amen. And I have the keys of, of hell and death. John's having this, this literally revelatory moment. He's seeing the unfiltered glory of God, the, the, face, of, the face of Jesus Christ. And, and he falls down dead. And, and what, does, what, does, what does God do in that moment? He says, John, it's a familiar hand. Remember, he leaned up against him at the Last Supper. He says, John, it's, it's me. You're good. You're good. Fear not. It's me. It's, it's the voice. You've, you've heard this voice before. You felt, you felt this touch before. It's all right. That's the body language of Jesus Christ. When people, when people at your Bible study, at your kitchen table or their kitchen table or at this altar, when they finally see the glory of God and they go, I can't contain it anymore and they fall down, don't sit there and go, it took you long enough. Well, praise God, he finally did it for you. No, 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 no. 
everything we do, every, every motion of the body has to be grace and comfort and love and compassion and empathy and hey, 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 it's all right. It is awesome. Let's not downplay this moment. It is amazing. But this is God. He's your almighty savior. Don't, don't be worried. Don't be freaked out by this moment. It's okay. It's your savior, Jesus Christ. I challenge you tonight, if, the, if it was a youth group, I'll speak to the youth group, but since you're in here tonight too, I'll just give it to you as well. Your homework tonight, go home and, and read through the New Testament, read through the gospels and, and watch what Jesus Christ does with his actual body. And whatever he does, that's what we're to do. Well, how do I know to operate as a body of Christ? What does he do? What did his actual body do? If, if he, he didn't want us to think of him as his body, he wouldn't have called us his body. You are the body of Jesus Christ. Go, go read those scriptures. Go search those scriptures and, and find out what did he do. And then you go do that. When he sends out the disciples and they're like, you know, we've had a little bit on the job training, but not like a whole lot. What do we do? You just do what I do. Say what I've, you've heard me say. It's not hard. Just, just, go, just, just go do. Go sow. Go shine your light. I, I don't know how to teach a Bible study. I've never walked anybody through the tabernacle plan and I've never, I've never done exploring God's word for 16 weeks. I've ne- it's all right. Tell them your testimony. Tell them your testimony. Did you forget that's how we overcome? Tell them your testimony. Be the body of Christ and share it in this world. Amen. Would you stand with me tonight? I'm just here to encourage you. I'm just here to to come up underneath you, to come alongside of you, and to strengthen what you're already doing. I'm not coming in here with a message of like, we're not doing it good enough. I I just went on a list of people being the body, right? I I hope you understand that. I'm here to strengthen you, to tell you you're doing it. You are being the body. I just want to encourage you to keep being the body, to keep preaching, to keep reaching to keep sharing the gospel, to keep sharing your testimony, to keep telling people of the goodness of God in your life. The person on your left and on your right wouldn't be here today if somebody had not shared it with them. Be the body of Jesus Christ. It's going to happen. I want you to ask yourself one question tonight. What am I, what are we as the body communicating? When people look at Tree of Life Church, what's the language that we're, we're given off? What are we communicating? I don't want to be boastful. I don't want to be a prideful church. I don't want to have acclamation to our name. I don't want to be a guy who becomes famous. I don't want to be a a church who becomes famous. What's the language of Tree of Life Church? I want everything to just be him. You've got hurts. Let me point you to his, his healing wounds. You need some hope. He's got it. Let me just, let me come communicate that with you. Before, before you even speak, your body can communicate things to other people. And maybe even before they hear the voice of Jesus Christ, you as the body will communicate with them. Uh, we, we, uh, we, Weston and I met with uh, Rachel Bohannon before church and she shared her testimony with us. And she told us she grew up Islam. And she said, I, 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 my, my mom at one point just realized we can't live this way anymore. We gotta, we gotta find another way to live. This is not it. So her mom gave her the freedom to go out and go look. Whatever religion you want to find is, is, is probably better than where we were. So Rachel went to college and she said, I did the college thing. 
and I was just getting in trouble and my life wasn't going right and it was a mess. She said, and then we noticed this guy, he's not here tonight, so I'll talk about him. We noticed this guy who didn't do anything else that we did. He didn't drink what we drank. He didn't smoke what we smoked. He didn't do what we did. He didn't talk like us. She said he kept his head down, his AirPods in, and he studied. She said, I, eventually I went over to him and I said, you're different. And Lamont said, yeah, I just, I, I, I love the Lord and I'm, that stuff's not for me. Hallelujah. They're married. They've got a business. They're part of the church. Serving. You know why? Lamont didn't even, Lamont didn't even say a word. His body did all the talking. From the things he abstained from, communicated everything Rachel needed to know. There's something different about this guy. Maybe, maybe you're like, maybe you're like Philip and you're like, I cannot go get in front of 3,000 people. If someone comes and attacks Jesus, I don't know that I'm the first guy to grab the sword and cut off the air. I just not my, that's okay. Be like Philip. It's just one. I'll go reach one. Well, he doesn't know what he's reading. It's okay. I know a little bit. I know, I know enough to maybe like help you. And if I can't, I'll connect you to another part of the body and we'll, we'll get this thing figured out. You can communicate so much with what you do, with how you live. You are the body of Jesus Christ. That's gonna happen. What's, what's our body language? We, we should be a praying church. We should be a giving church. We should be a healing church. Lest we forget, that's why we're the Tree of Life Church. We're, we're here for the healing of the nations. That's what we wanna be. I wanna communicate that as part of our body language. A loving church led by the Spirit open to people of all walks of life. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. You're going to notice it. You're going to see moments in your life where you're like, uh-oh, here's where I can step out and be the body. Here's where I can step out and be the body. Brother James, it's going to happen at buyer's steel. Somebody's going to see you and say, there's something different about that guy. If Sister Marla's in here, Sister Marla, it's going to happen at Blooms and Berries. Sister Jess, it's going to happen in the Oak Cupboard. It's going to happen in your circle. Selena, it's going to happen in your family. It's going to happen in your family. Najaya, it's going to happen in your school. Sister Jess, it's going to happen in your life. You are the body of Jesus Christ. It's going to happen at Chick-fil-A, Brother Nathan. It's going to happen at Chick-fil-A, Josh Flynn. He's got a Bible study already going. It's going to happen in your circle, Brother DC. It's going to happen at the Leaf Church, Brother Jamie. It's going to happen at the Greenhouse, Brother Mike Lloyd. It's going to happen at Arbol DeVita, Pastor Rubio. It is happening at the Tree of Life Church in Cincinnati. Would you lift your hands all across this place? Jesus. Lord, help us tonight, God, to understand that we are called to be the body of Jesus Christ. You are calling us today, God, into something greater, into something deeper. You are calling us today, God, to reach out, maybe like we've never reached out before. You are calling us today, God, to be a part of the body, to, to love and to reach and to preach and to demonstrate what it looks like to live a holy and a righteous lifestyle. Come on, church, would you just pray for yourself? Would you just pray for yourself in this moment? God, I, I realize tonight that I'm a part of the body. Help me, Jesus, to fully capitalize on what that means to be your hands and your feet. This altar is open tonight if you'd like to come pray. If you'd like to find someone next to you, why don't you pray with them? Lord, help all of us to become part of the body.
Use my mouth, Lord. Use my, use, use my life today, Jesus. Let me be the body of Jesus Christ. Thank you.